On the western banks of the Red River of the North is a flat region known as the Red River Valley. It was originally called Les Grandes Forches by French fur traders from Canada, which is only 80 miles away. The town owes its existence to a flatboat race down the Red River in the late fall of 1870, in which the steamboat of Alexander Griggs came up short to the windship. The result was that Griggs spent the 1871 winter here and founded the city of Grand Forks, North Dakota, named for its location at the confluence of the Red River and the Red Lake River, which flow northward. This town was born with racing in its blood. It's a tradition that continues to this very day, but in a much more modern way. I'm Jason Epperson, and this is the first season finale of the See America podcast. From coast to coast, we see America one mile at a time, discovering stops along the way that are eclectic, historic, ridiculous, breathtaking, inspiring, and humbling. This week, something as American as the cliched apple pie, dirt track races at the River City Speedway. This great destination is brought to you by Road Trippers, America's number one road trip planning app. Road Trippers helps people discover the world around them in an entirely new way by streamlining discovery, planning, booking, and navigation. Plan your unique journey at roadtrippers.com and then use the app as your ultimate travel guide and navigator. Adventure doesn't come from the fastest route. Start exploring at roadtrippers.com. Just 10 years after its founding, Grand Forks' first formal racing organization was formed, aptly named the Grand Forks Racing Association, to promote what they called good sportsmanship on the turf. Their racetrack was located at Eshelman Park, west of town, on the present site of the University of North Dakota's Memorial Stadium. Soon the track was shared by the Polo Club, the Driving Club, and the Trotting Association. The races were a popular amusement for local townspeople during the summer months, but University President Webster Merrifield had reservations about allowing racing in such close proximity to the university campus. He feared that students would be negatively influenced by the rampant gambling that often accompanied horse races. Eshelman Park hosted the first fair in Grand Forks, which took place in September of 1886, utilizing the inner oval of the half-mile racetrack for exhibit buildings, food vendors, and gaming. Over 11,000 people attended. In the following years, Grand Forks hosted the official territorial fairs and the North Dakota State Fair. Racing and fairs went hand in hand. The diversions became so popular that the 30-year-old city already had to build a new fairgrounds. Here's Abigail Trebu. The present day Grand Forks County Fairgrounds opened in 1903 on land purchased from the D.A. Denny Farm. The first event was the Red River Valley Exposition among the many attractions offered were horse races and a two-mile automobile race. Production model cars were only a few years old at the time. 
A magnificent exhibit building was dedicated on July 20th, 1909. The occasion was distinguished by the appearance of the greatest trotters of the day, Dan Patch and Minor Air, who put on an exhibition race. Air nosed out the victory on the last stride. Their popularity was so enormous that four National Guardsmen were assigned to guard the famous horses. In time, automobiles and motorcycles began to replace horses on the half-mile racetrack. In 1925, a fatal crash killed two spectators and injured five others, though the driver was unhurt. The result was the revocation of the North Dakota State Fair Association's charter. The new Grand Forks State Fair Association was formed to govern races in Grand Forks, which it did for the next 27 years. In the 1930s, the Great Depression had hit the country hard and Franklin D. Roosevelt's Work Progress Administration had been putting people to work on numerous civic projects. Grand Forks' racing facilities received a boost when the WPA built a new grandstand in 1937, along with beautiful stone entry arches. FDR himself delivered the dedication speech in person on October 4, 1937, before a crowd of 20,000. Amazed at the turnout, Roosevelt drew a huge applause when he remarked that perhaps he should have had the grandstand made even larger. In the late 1950s, the half-mile track was converted to a quarter-mile track, changing the way race cars were driven. The smaller oval didn't allow much time for shifting, so racers kept their engines revved up in high gear. The first races run on the quarter-mile dirt track began with a standing start spraying dirt and dust as the cars took off. Soon, two classes of races were created. The Super Modified, the precursors to sprint cars, and Class C cars, which were a hobby class. In the 70s, the hobby cars came to be known as streets, and the late model class was added as well as the ever-popular sprint cars. In 1999, the Grand Forks Speedway became River City Speedway. It's the most Midwestern thing you can possibly do. And I say that as a lifelong Midwesterner, to go park on the grass and enter the grandstand of a dirt track race. The place is unassuming on the outside, even quaintly run down. There's typical racetrack concessions like footlong hot dogs and jumbo beers. You pass the vendors into a hallway that leads you out into the grandstand. And the first thing you'll notice is a sweet smell. It's the methanol fuel that the cars burn. The seating is wood benches with roughly hand-painted numbers on the rows and sections. An old tinny PA system carries the voice of an announcer. I ask you all race fans to please remain standing for our national anthems. The Canadian national anthem as two trucks bearing flags circle the oval. The trucks trade off for the lead as the American flag passes the maple leaf with the star-spangled banner. And then there's the sound of the cars. It's a roar like you've never heard. As the drivers circle the nearly D-shaped track, which they 
considered the finest in the country, by the way. Dirt flies into the stands. If you're in the first few rows, don't plan on a fancy dinner afterward. If car racing isn't something you're crazy about because you find vehicles going round and round a giant oval for hours tedious, you really ought to give dirt track racing a try. The laps are short, and they're only 25 or less in a race. It's the opposite of a three-hour NASCAR race. You watch drivers jockey for position through laps that take seconds. Each heat is over in a matter of a few minutes. Several different classes of cars run throughout the evening, and there are crashes and restarts and cars driving over the edge of the giant banked oval. But it's all fairly safe. It's just thrilling. Sometimes you'll see a car drive over the edge, come all the way around and ramp back onto the track. You'll see drivers go from last to first, and you'll see spin-outs and push starts, and it's all oh so much fun. Racetracks can get rowdy, but Friday nights at River City Speedway, they keep it a family affair. Intermission allows for the track to be managed and repaired, while candy is thrown to the kids. When the night ends around 10 p.m., you can walk out onto the track, which is a lot harder of a surface than you'd think and then head over to pit row where the drivers hand out cards and sign autographs and you get to see the cars up close. And the stories of the drivers are quite something. We watched a driver win his first race in years of competition, nearly destroying his engine in the process. And a 61 year old driver who schooled the young ones who ate his dust. On April 21st, 2009, the fairgrounds WPA stone structures and grandstand were placed on the National Register of Historic Places by the United States Department of the Interior. Grand Forks is quintessential Midwest and full of North Dakota hospitality, which we found to be exceptional. If you go, races run between May and mid-September, and check out the phenomenal Half Brothers Brewing Company on your way for some incredible pizza and beer brewed from North Dakota barley. This episode of See America was hosted by me, Jason Epperson, with narration from Abigail Trebu. If you like the show, we'd love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'd also like to invite you to follow the See America podcast on Instagram and Facebook and join the See America Facebook group, where we chat about some of America's great road trip destinations. If you're a national park lover, we hope you'll check out the America's National Parks podcast or come listen to Abigail and me talk about our life on the road with our three boys on the RV Miles podcast. See America will be back in a few weeks with a brand new season. This great destination was brought to you by Road Trippers, America's number one road trip planning app. Plan your unique journey at roadtrippers.com. 
then use the app as your ultimate travel guide and navigator. Adventure doesn't come from the fastest route. Start exploring at roadtrippers.com.